This episode of How Long Gone is brought to you by Nissan. As a pioneer in the electric vehicle space, Nissan is always looking for ways to deliver new, meaningful technologies to EV owners. After all, Nissan has been making EVs since 1947. Their EVs have now traveled 8 billion miles by Nissan Leaf owners since 2010. Yes, my friend, that is 8 billion with a B, the equivalent of driving to Pluto and back, which is not a real planet. Think that's electrifying? One of their EVs trekked all the way to the North Pole, where all the uh, underground government military bases are run. And Nissan even tests their EV technology on the Formula E racetrack. But Nissan knows that you don't get an EV just for the E. You get a Nissan EV because it makes you feel electric, because it sparks your imagination, it ignites something within you, it pins you to your seat, and it... (gasps) takes your breath away uh, at least that's what nissan thinks about when designing their evs like the nissan aria and the famous nissan leaf it's about creating a thrilling design that electrifies its customers nissan's focus on creating a thrilling drive and an electrifying life on today's world it's so important to look around you to pay attention to look for all the tiny ways life can electrify you uh, i like to feel electric um by going to dinner um, trying new foods and then being late to my own podcast recording so that my host gets mad at me. But we recover um, because I never do that. So every once in a while, I need to electrify my life. That's called edging. <laughs> Nissan EVs that electrify. W-W-W, how long gone? Uh, them jeans on the ones and twos over there in Glendale. Um, I am handling the uh, H5 handy zoom recorder here in Manhattan. Oh, step your money up, broco. It's, H6 on this side. <laughs> it's been a long, long action-packed weekend. Um, no rest for the wicked. Uh, them jeans, how are you feeling? Yeah, it looked like New York was alive over there, even though we're drowning in Oscar uh, <laughs> excitement over here on, in Cali. I know, I know. I, I can't. That was a rain pun as well. The white carpets uh, of the Oscars have been stained pissy yellow, thanks to our uh, unhoused problem on the Hollywood area. Have you seen this, that they've turned the red carpet into a, it, it's no longer red, it's more of a beige? No, I mean, it, it was it was white, and then because of the rains and everything, it got all fucked up, and now it's kind of a beige, it's more of an off-white. It's, it's like a Margella. Well, g- regardless of what it turned out to be, the fact that it's not red is very stupid, and I'm sure there's some, like highfalutin reason about uh, uh, that we could never begin to understand that they've justified in their minds of what that means well let's try to figure it out white carpets matter and i think we should figure (laughs) out and get to the bottom of it um i read on the drudge report they were trying to do like let's try to really avoid turning this into a political award ceremony and just focus on like the glitz and the glamour of of a great Oscar night. Let's let's make Oscars great again kind of thing. Yeah. And in order to do that, the first order of business is remove the red carpet, the sign of, because, of elegance. Yeah, the and, sign is, are they saying what the fuck? Are they saying that because red is the color of the grand old party and they don't want they don't want it to signal? <laughs> what if that was It could be a blood diamond <laughs> thing, I don't know, but and, and also like when in doubt, what's wrong with a black carpet? Uh, I mean, I feel like it probably doesn't read that well on television, is my guess. That, that like, must be it. But I, I don't, mm-hmm. I mean, my issue is, and there was a few, like Nomi wrote something uh, for the New Yorker about this, and there was another article in the Wall Street Journal about it, about kind of how 
you know, there was a couple years there where it was discouraged to ask people what they were wearing. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, what the fuck? They borrowed $300,000 worth of clothes and diamonds. That's kind of all we care about mm-hmm. versus um, the question that's being asked in in, in uh, replacement of that, which is, what is like the vibe you're trying to give tonight, which is almost impossible to answer <laughs> unless you're an idiot. I mean, what what's a le- less cool question than what's the vibe you're trying to give tonight when you could just be like, hey, bitch, who made your dress? You know what I mean? That's a little more of an easier conversation. Um, hey, big head. Hey, hey, big head. Who made them big slacks? Yeah, because I mean, that, I mean that, that literally removes any whatever chutzpah about fashion is like, you shouldn't have to ask or tell somebody what vibe you're trying to create because you're only expressing yourself with these clothes. So it's it's like instead of reading a book, it's just asking somebody what's the could you just tell me what the book's about so I don't have to read it. It's like could you just tell me what you're trying to accomplish? Because <laughs> yeah, my pea brain can't yeah, figure it out on my own. Or even if I don't even know that I want to try to figure it out because that part of my brain has been burned off. Well, they 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 tried to make it you know about like some political issues or like equality issues and you know blah 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 and it's like dude like this is what this is about let's not try to pretend the red carpet is anything but famous people wearing expensive clothes and us saying they look bad or they look good that's the only purpose it has nothing <laughs> like it really that's is. the trade-off it's just it's fine that's just what it is i don't know how that harms anyone i don't know how that hurts anything i just don't understand what the downside of that is that's what we do that's why it exists it's not about it's not the awards it's not like we're we're you know we're debating a performance it's it's literally meaningless fun we're we're debating a luke is what we're doing and that's the way we like it and when you make that something more than it is i think it just makes you look a little stupid academy and you know andrew garfield is going to be wearing another awful suit mm-hmm. um that he can't pull off and i want to talk about that god damn it and you know if you have a bow on your blazer that's something <laughs> that i feel like i have the right to comment on and i'm not going to allow the academy or the woke mob to take that away from We're not going to let Rock voice. Magic Mike XL get away with his <laughs> his uh, Valentino hemline. His dented shoulders. His dented Versace shoulders. Oh, honey, the dented shoulders. The Who did your padding? Kill them. But uh, I think the main difference is back in the day, we would judge those looks and we would need, we would literally need that person to tell us who are you wearing because we don't know. Yes. And now if you don't tag who you're wearing and who parked your car and who your hair artist's grandparents are, <laughs> then on your Instagram post of your look, then you've been, you've been done a disservice no, to it's society. True. It's true. <laughs> you're tagging your um, hosiery uh, creator. You're tagging your cobbler. <laughs> Um, <laughs> obviously your eyelash girl is getting a hashtag. She doesn't really use Instagram that much. The the very lovely woman at Neiman's is the person who helped me pick this bag out. Um, here's her at donate to her, um, go fund me. Yeah. Follow, follow, <laughs> yeah, follow, follow my personal shopper at Saks Fifth Avenue, please. That they, they could use. And the while business. I was buying the shoes, I did hire a dog walker to walk my dog and make sure you <laughs> create some space for her business as well. <laughs> I can't wait to see the tags this year, but yeah, I'll, obviously I'm going to be uh, glued uh, to to the to the E uh, red carpet. What time? What time does Andy Cohen is is Andy Cohen at it again on that shit? Oh no, Andy doesn't do that. Andy, that's that's I believe below his pay grade. Um, I I think it is. What, um, what does Andy do then? What's what's I feel like the Oscars is is more important than New Year's Eve, right? Jason, Andy has more money for for E. No, I mean I I think it's just not his. I don't think. He, 
I believe that he is more of a. You would know more than I would. I'm well, not trying I just to think. Argue I mean, he literally created every show on Bravo and is probably busy counting his money. Yeah. Then why does why are his little knees knocking every New Year's Eve on? Do you know how much you, you know wearing his Laura Piana sweater? Do you know how much you get paid to host New Year's Eve? <laughs> You're not going to get paid that much to host an Oscars red carpet. It's not the same. I do not know how much you get paid to host the New Year's Rockin' Eve. Chris, do tell. Well, I mean, I'm not totally sure, but New Year's Rockin' Eve on network television is a different. I no, you're totally not sure. Is a different proposition than uh, than the uh, you know hosting a red. Was, was getting like three million dollars? What's I mean? What's going to get him out of bed to do that? I, I don't think it's about getting out of bed. I think it's about the. You know how many people he could be topping on NYE? He doesn't need the money. Well, Bravo is owned by is is owned by NBC Universal, so I believe it's a little bit of a which is owned by BlackRock, which is owned <laughs> no. by Vengeance Capital, no, which is I'm owned saying, by Bill, the guy who does billions. I'm just saying that I think it's a little more of an inside baseball and a higher brow. It's considered higher brow than hosting a red carpet, I, I believe. Like, I don't think he thinks he should be asking people what they're wearing, is mm-hmm. my guess. Yeah, why bother hobnobbing with Zendaya and Brad Pitt when you could watch a guy pee into his Winchell's cup in Times Square, you know? I mean, I think you have a point. Um, but also <laughs> I think that Andy Cohen, is, I think you have a point too, brother, man. I think Andy Cohen next topic, having dinner with those people and not having to ask them what they wear <laughs> with a, like a third rate reality star. Touché, honey, touché. These, you know, are we going to go through the nominees, Chris, just the top ones, just the, just the blue chip. No, ones. of course not. I don't give a shit. I'm not, I haven't seen any of these terrible movies. I don't care who wins or loses. I know, but that's why it's funny, Chris. That's why we're not going to do, I mean, I don't even animated features. I don't even think I know know anything about the movies but there's the colin farrell one you can't understand anything those guys are saying because they're they're from ireland i could understand it i mean did you watch that movie i'm white you did not watch that movie i did watch it yeah i, I watched it on a delta flight that uh, i don't even know what it's about it looks so boring uh it's about the complexities and simplicities of male friendship in a small Irish village. Okay, so it's like it's this podcast, but in a small Irish village. Next, <laughs> yeah, but in but in that movie, what I play got, Colin bro? Farrell, and you play like a fat old guy. Oh, I mean, I, but the fat old guy is pretty cool, so I get it. I'm pretty happy that Colin Farrell is is kind of you know back because I find him pretty charming and talented. So I think it's cool that he's not he's like a no he rules he's he's good at all these shows he's he's you know doing his thing but i I don't know the movies i mean obviously the movies are not interesting nothing is going to happen i mean nothing now because of the the slap that people can't stop talking about a year later you know (laughs) we're going to be watching this award show waiting for something to happen and unfortunately there's no way it can deliver on that level (laughs) ever again isn't it a shame that that's the that's the pinnacle of the oscars over this is what the 90 yeah it's like literally a hundred, a hundred years. It's the ninety-fifth Academy Awards, and the future generation of the world will be like, yeah, 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 Casablanca, whatever, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Remember that one time that comedian got hit? I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, Chris Rock has capitalized on it as much as he can, and and I think that it should end now. But I, I think that, unf- I bet we're gonna have will smith you know his return arc when he gets nominated for something because nothing hollywood loves more than forgiveness <laughs> will kind of reignite this story in a couple years when he does some overwrought you know serious act mm-hmm. do you think um around the corner do you think that will happen for fellow comedian bill cosby as well you said hollywood loves to forgive I, do you think that one's a little a bridge too far well i think he's he can't 
he's in jail so he can't appear at the award show which kind of hurts his his return arc no no he's he has a return he's out oh yeah he's he's touring no they they won't but i was you know it's funny you bring this up because i was listening to another podcast this morning um and a a friend of the show charlemagne the god was saying (laughs) that he he literally was saying he he i guess there's a michael jackson musical and he's like, oh yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad they didn't really touch on the drugs and the kid stuff. I don't believe the kid stuff. Michael Jackson is innocent. I don't give a fuck. I was like, damn, I've never heard anyone say that. Oh no, I've heard I've a lot of people it. say it. I think a lot of people think it, and a lot of people like I've heard a lot of comedians sort of like whisper about it. That's fine, but I don't mean I don't mean in this kind of like on a forum that gets millions of listeners and saying it matter of factly is is all I'm saying with such a yeah in such an earnest way. No, I agree with that. But that's what we love Charlemagne the God for yeah that's why we there's, there's literally no other redeeming values that he possesses no it's true I mean I was just surprised because I was like I don't think I just don't care about Michael Jackson's music enough to find it in my heart to fake like he didn't do it you know what I mean so it's fine for me <laughs> like I don't, I'm not putting on Michael Jackson being like damn this is the best music of all time I yeah. need this you you that's only because you did cocaine in the wrong era Chris I mean no I think Michael Jackson is cool but it's just like kind of like corny wedding music at this point think touching them little kids is cool chris (laughs) i mean it's it's unfortunate because it's not his it's not his fault that it turned into corny wedding corny wedding music but it did and a lot of great songs do that you know and it's it's no fault of their it's no fault of their own but that's where your head goes when you hear some of those classics i blame coast 103.5 is that a station in la yeah they kind of play some soft r&b hits through the years you know okay little Sade, a little don't stop till you get enough (laughs) a little don't stop till you get enough that really is the one yeah if you're a true dj then you the real heads will just play the instrumental demo versions of it so you don't have to hear his molestory yelping vocals on it and you can just appreciate the beautiful harmonies and rhythms created by a longtime sexual abuser um what's his name who made all the music phil specter <laughs> no 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 who oh oh quincy jones quincy jones done some dirt come on i don't think quincy jo- i mean i'm sure he has but i don't think quincy jones is known as a as like a i don't think he's in that category quincy i just googled quincy jones sexual and then the first one tevin campbell said that quincy <laughs> molested him okay i mean tevin okay we need to move on this is not like i don't the fact that you're bringing up tevin campbell in 2023 is enough for me to keep it pressing. no but like quincy quincy was a legendary stick man and apparently him and marlon brando like he he has an interview where he's like me and brando would just like fuck anything he said marlon brando would fuck a mailbox if he let him something like that but you know it's one of those it's like not mailbox I'm not condoning this behavior, Chris. Marlon Brando, what a guy, huh? Apparently, you should read. There's stories about how much food that guy ate. Yeah, no, no, I know the eating. It's like it's like beyond Elvis level. Oh yeah, people are like his appetite for everything was so ferocious, right? That he like would eat till he was like puking and shit. It's so crazy. He would he would it's have so every every morning he'd have like pancakes. And he would use the whole bottle of syrup. <laughs> no, dude, come on. On the flapjacks. <laughs> I mean, these are just Hollywood rumors. I don't know what's true and what's not true. Sure, I, I'm not. Of course, these, these Hollywood rumors about Brando and his flapjack consumption. I mean, speaking we of Hollywood, Chris, there's a Hollywood duo scene canoodling. Your favorite rapper and my favorite singer, Tyga and Avril Lavigne. What do you think about this? I, I mean, I feel bad for uh, a friend of the show, Modson, who kind of found out. <laughs> 
who who was engaged to Avril Lavigne and found out that she was dating Tyga from a fucking while he was on tour from a picture outside of Nobu in Malibu, Damn. which is rough, rough, rough stuff. Is, is Mod son a friend of the show for real? No, that's a joke. Okay. Thank God. He's kind of one of those like there's there's such a there's like a handful of these guys now these like Travis Barker guys that are kind yeah, of I know like, who you're talking about have worked with Travis Barker and they kind of become like a new version of that um, and he is one of those is my understanding but the Tyga Avril Lavigne thing is absolutely twisted but also I feel like she's kind of unlucky in love okay and can you know she's searching for something and maybe Tyga has that thing Jason what do you think that thing is? Big dick, lots of money. Okay, that's what I. <laughs> so you think Tyga has a hog on him, and you think Tyga the the bank account looking nice? It's it's not speculation. He has a confirmed big ass dick for such a little king. Okay, but I the bank account is more of in question to me because I feel like he's had. I feel like Black China's taken him to the fucking cleaners <laughs> a few times. Black China will. <laughs> she'll suck the devil out of that dick but she will she will drain the business checking as well yeah i don't think tyga i mean i feel like tyga though is one of those guys that that low-key makes money and doesn't have to do that oh for much. sure for sure i mean I, sure. I just i don't know if he i don't know if he's having to do walkthroughs for 10 bands but yeah i forgot about that already the news cycle moves quickly yesterday i went and built with um george from the 1975 before they did saturday night live oh wow and I was really trying to get into the understanding of how Saturday Night Live works. And he was kind of like, <laughs> yeah, I showed up thinking I was just going to rehearse. And then I had to do promos and I was there for nine hours and wasn't super. <laughs> he said it was, he said he was jet lagged and the song felt really fast to play on the drums, which I thought was really funny to say about your own song that you've played a million times. <laughs> He's like, it just felt really fast, man. I'm like, damn, that sucks. But I was, yeah, um, that's a bummer. I didn't realize they'd played before, but it's like, uh, yeah, he was, um, he, I was like, oh, did you guys, are you guys any skits? And he's like, no, they didn't ask us to do any skits. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's believable. That's believable. I mean, I'm sure there was like a small protest for having Maddie Healy on there from a lot of the cast members or writers, you know? I mean, those cast members are so, I mean, they're so deeply unfunny that they have to protest something to keep themselves. I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure Bowen Yang slammed a door a couple times last week. No, you know? I think Bowen's low key down with it. I think it's other people. Really? Mm -hmm. I I don't. I mean, I watched the show actually. And, uh, I tried to watch. I stayed up till midnight because we we had we had went to um, we had gone to Corner Bar, um, for dinner and then oh. vent ventured into the neighborhood of Williamsburg, Brooklyn for um, Nomi Fry's star-studded birthday party. Yeah, I saw that on Instagram. Had my internet going nuts. Bro, it was it was honestly, I haven't been to a house party that was that busy maybe since like my early 20s. It was truly shoulder to shoulder like sweating in the club, walls dripping vibes. Um in the in the in the park. Okay. And it was it was honestly we walked in and it was like a BYO. So it was like if a bunch of Jewish guys were in a Sierra video? I mean <laughs> no. Yes, I guess. I mean it was a mixed crowd, obviously, but it was Here's the picture for me, Chris. It was just wall to wall peeps, man. And you know, there was like snacks <laughs> and, and it was like BYOB, so there was just booze everywhere. Um, it was just an intense, it was an intense situation. We can only last, you know, 45 minutes or so cause it was just too lit. Mm -hmm. And there was a big debate over with, with myself, uh, David Cho, Allison Roman and Susan Alexandra about would smoking be allowed indoors. Um, and we were guessing yes. 
And the answer was no. <sighs> and after after being in the situation, smoking would have made it diabolical. Right, 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 right. It would have it would have pushed over the edge. It would have gone too far. It was too crazy. It doesn't even matter what decade we're in. No, it's but just <sighs> we ran the numbers and it ain't gonna work. Yeah, but John Early was there and he was telling me that he's editing his special right now. Um and I was um pleased to hear that because I missed it and I would really like to I'm really excited to see it's the only stand up uh, special I've been excited for maybe in my life. <laughs> Hopefully, did he get Bo Burnham to direct it too? I don't know actually. I didn't ask I didn't ask who directed it. He said he's editing right now and I was like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> cute he was trying to flex he was trying to flex did you see his his merch his shirt design no no was it funny oh my god it's so <laughs> insane it's basically like um some type of like home fitness equipment like a like a very complex like bowflex machine or like <laughs> yeah okay some type yeah, yeah. of like fitness machine that your mom would order on qvc type of thing but then he photoshopped his face to be on where you sit <laughs> <laughs> So it's sort of like a like a sex thing where like he gets to like eat your ass while you're doing a workout and his wow. face he's he's giving a an eager look on his face as well um just stunning merchandise work that sounds very good uh yeah but that is um it was uh yeah it was just wall to wall in a way that and then Cho you know because it was a BYOB situation we stopped and got some champagne, of course. Cho showed up with four full-size packages of Oreos um, because what? that's kind of what he... Yeah, that's like what he... I, I guess that was what he was able to grab. Some people bring flowers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some people bring orange wine. Yeah. Skin contact. And Cho says four sleeve... Four full-size packages of Oreos. Yeah, yeah. And they were opened and they were being eaten. Um, I didn't see anyone but Cho eating them, but I believe that people did. <laughs> I, I believe that people I believe that people truly did. I just wasn't I think every day we have to show exercises of gratitude that things like Oreo cookies don't have such a stronghold on our psyche and we're able to say no to them because it is a, an affliction that affects so many strong minded folks, isn't it? I don't know where I saw this. I, I can't remember, but somebody was saying that they eat Oreos with peanut butter you know dab a little pb like to get extra protein i don't think i don't think it's a protein i don't think <laughs> like it, when they're hiking i don't <laughs> you're, you're you're on the 25th mile of the malibu hike and you you reach mm. into your rucksack and pull out some oreos and a little thing of peanut butter and just squeeze it on squirt a little goo on there get you through that fourth hill climb i believe it's more of a taste taste thing than a protein thing but i i haven't That's tried that up. before but it kind of sounds good i have to say so it's it's gilding the lily to me the oreo is already a fully formed perfect food product cookies and cream it's not cookies and cream it and there's no room for another comma <laughs> that's, that's in there. That's true. Yeah, there's only yeah, there's no room for commas. I've what, said this before, you know, if you combined every color in the rainbow, you just get brown and the same thing happens in Big Mama's pantry. Yeah, no, that's true. And also somebody that was at the party last night that I was surprised to see was uh Busy Phillips was in the building. Sure, sure. Which I was I was, you know, I didn't know what the connection was, but then there was also a moment where some gray-haired Brooklyn cat walked to the door and a gaggle of ladies thought it was um, HBO's own unfunny Nathan Fielder. And <laughs> and when you said a gray-haired Brooklyn cat at Nomi Fry's party, that could have easily been an actual cat. <laughs> just wanted to... Okay. No, it was, no, no, it wasn't. It was not a feline. It was a human man. And I... 
Susan was like, "Is that Nathan Fielder?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> I didn't really take. I didn't Man, really. Man, I mean, look that the, all the all the people hard. at Nomi Fry's birthday party. If if Nathan for you were to show up to that, that's like if Emily Radikowski does a lap dance at your bachelor party for for female writers. If, you know if, what I mean? It's, if, that, it doesn't get no better than that. If Emily Radikowski goes John Morant mode in the fucking champagne room, bingo. I mean, I. I think that yeah, I mean, I think that would have been a coup for sure. Um, but it was unfortunately, after further review, um, in the sea of people, it was not uh, yeah. Nathan for you. Fake ass. Well, the, I could, I kind of should have realized this because the guy's hair was actually cut, whereas Nathan for you constantly, like Nathan. Every time I see Nathan for you, he needs a haircut. It's crazy every single time. He's giving shaggy. I don't really get it. I don't know if that's his look or if, or if he's just like Big Nate knows. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Do you think so, or do you think he's? I think he's just insane and doesn't get haircuts unless no, it's like on set. His autistic little dick stays wet as a motherfucker. <laughs> Don't worry about him. Well, sure, but it has nothing to do with his hair. Like he that he would be doing his thing because he's famous, Jason. It doesn't his haircut. I think he's he's People like look past that. You know, it's like you got a good thing going. You're like the coach of a team that just keeps winning every year. You're like, all right, sure. All I have to do is not change anything, and this party train will keep on rolling. He's like, I'm just going to be up in this tree with my binoculars looking and stuff. And if people are still cool with it after all these years, I don't want to jinx anything and change my yeah, hair up. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't, I'm not suggesting he just for men his beautiful gray head, but I'm just, I just mean no. that the the sides could be a little higher and tighter. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I also saw yesterday. I saw take note, Nathan. When I was with when I was with George, um, Flea was in the hotel lobby as well. Blood sugar sex magics, Flea. I gotta say, bro, Flea. The guy's aging in reverse. He looks amazing. I was, I was stunned. Yeah. Oh I was, yeah, I was stunned. And he's got the pink hair, and he's wearing like crazy clothes. But he just, he, and he's with his ex wife, his ex wife Frankie Raider, who's like the the legendary model. And they just both, they just looked amazing. Like that, he was just gl- no, he's glowing. he's like a short Diplo. He's just gonna, you know, he's he's gonna be living in Malibu. He's gonna be bleaching his asshole. He doesn't have to do anything except just like, what are we going to do? We're just going to like wake up, go hiking, slap the fucking base, eat chia seeds, pudding, and just looks like, and yeah. then just like vibe. I'm going to listen to jazz. I was just really, I was, I was really impressed with the whole thing. I didn't, I didn't realize he looked that good because I feel like I've seen. So you're saying Flea was really in his bag? Flea was, Flea was really in his bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiot. Um, like young ma style but yeah that was uh yeah anyway nomi's was nomi's birthday was uh it was a heavy room as they say but it was tough for me because i was wearing a, a cashmere sweater with a blazer over it and i was just really overheating from the second i walked in so this was like a sierra video sweat dripping <laughs> yeah. all over your no, body no seriously i was i was so warm i was i was so warm and at a certain point i just can't once i'm uncomfortable i kind of got to go you know, I, I just can't. I can't take okay. it anymore. Whereas other people were like, I, I'm just getting uncomfortable. I can't take it no more. Maybe I should shed a layer. You and you're like, I'm gonna call my Uber XL black. Speaking of the Uber XL black, huge development here. <laughs> it was the all new, like the 2023 suburban mm-hmm. and we get in the back those headlights are looking sharp aren't they Chris? I, I was like jason would love this and opens up the console between the two captain's chairs it's a fridge <laughs> built in damn like a cut, alex like a con- is that a dig at me being fat or something why would i love a fridge so much <laughs> no just because there was beverages and like you know it's just cool mm-hmm. 
It's just it was cool. You can keep your you can kind of keep your caviar service back there. I'm projecting. I take it back. Have it on the go. But my therapist is out of town this week. I'm spiraling. <laughs> are you are you good? How was the um? We didn't talk. Clearly not. We didn't talk about the the Thursday night. Yeah, you went to a star studded event in uh, where is that? Well, you said Williamsburg. That sounds cool. Right over the bridge. I was um I was smelling Donatella Versace's hair. I saw the picture of you and Donatella Versace that I'm very glad that you're able to to get, but I don't think you were actually close enough to smell her hair. So I don't know if that's gonna Her hair doesn't have any scent to it. It looked like you were it looks like security forced you to keep a, a, a COVID like distance from her. Security wasn't super hyped on my <laughs> presence in general. <laughs> super hyped. They weren't loving me. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Why? Why? But yeah, thanks. Thanks to our thanks to our friends over at Neiman Marcus, Mary Kate. You're a rock star. But yeah, we got the invite to go bust it wide open with Donatella. She was a sweetheart. Her <laughs> face almost moved when I talked to her. First of all, first of all, she didn't say a word to you. You did get the photo, of course. No, I mean when I said her face almost moved when I asked her a question, that was, that was her giving all that she felt I deserved. <laughs> okay, she, okay, I see what you mean. She was, it, it, and it takes a little. It takes a little more than f more than the You know, it takes more effort than you would realize for her to move her face you know no that's true that's true um and also i i and i was wearing that um our legacy sweater shout out to heat for hooking us up um that's right and it was it was like i, I got that sweater i'm like oh this thing it's just heavy and itchy and it, I, it it just made me feel uncomfortable and then i tried it on and carolyn was like wear it it looks great you gotta do it i'm like Ugh. and then i got so many compliments on it. i'm still getting compliments on it so for those for those at home i ate a slice of humble pie for those at home it's an our legacy sweater that is great and looks great on jason and i also encouraged him and sometimes jason fashion fashion is pain <sighs> and you're learning that the hard way and then having to go to the ysl party which was indoor outdoor walking in the grass in my tabbies fuck me i saw i saw i saw a picture today on twitter of somebody that got their tabbies resold and the cobbler put a regular sole on it so it fucked up the the split toe here's your problem <laughs> that's real your, your fucking toes all split that's really funny um so you but the the ysl party was this glitzy and glamour was it the hollywood night that you needed so yeah well well first of all let's let's beat beat back the truck up after after building with with big d we bopped over to the grill on the alley where I got to ask the maitre d mm. to confirm if your hammer story <laughs> was correct. Yeah. And what did he say? And he was and he was like, "Damn, no one's ever asked me for a hammer before." And he was he was very much like <laughs> he felt as, as if that whole interaction was like a fever dream to him because <laughs> he was like. Some fucking white guy came in and asked me for a hammer, and I was like, "By golly, I do have a hammer. Here you go." And he he said like the next day he's like, "Did that even really happen? Like what was it?" But we had a good laugh. We're gonna go back soon. I ordered the 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 chicken pot pie. Ooh, we is it? Isn't that one? That's of, a problem. Isn't that <laughs> the chicken pot pie is a motherfucking problem? Squat. Is, it's a problem. Isn't that? Isn't that like one of the kind of hits there that we've never? 
Oh, yeah. Okay. It's like getting spinach and artichoke at Cheesecake Factory. You know. It's a must. It's a it's a legacy hero tentpole item on their menu. I'm glad that you explored Fuck that. Fuck me all the way up, I'm, boy. I'm glad you explored that. That seems like a... Is it a large portion? And did it make you feel <laughs> cuddly, kind of? Like, a like did it make you feel warm and fuzzy? It's large. I couldn't even finish half of it. Wow, really? I mean, you know, a chicken pot pie is fucked up. Yeah, it is pretty fucked up. I guess that's true. Like, on the, on the scale of <laughs> fucked up ass fat mother motherfucker food let, let me is say pretty high up there. Let me say some chicken pot pie is fucked up. Yeah, French people look at that shit and they're like, God damn, bro. You you are you good? Are you good? <laughs> yeah, how do you say are you good in French? I don't I don't have that. I don't have my Duolingo open right now. Um but yeah, so um yeah, Thursday bopped over to Bodie. Thank you for the invite, Bodie. That was nice of you. Had some bubbles with with Jeff Henriksen and got to build with uh, Scout Willis as well. Met her BF. We talked about being tall and skinny. And the pains and troubles that that brings us in life. Wow. What else happened? Yeah. Tall, skinny, and white. <laughs> it's tough. Dating rich hoes. It ain't easy out here, bro. <laughs> Any hoozle. Um, Dude, are you good? Are you, dr- are you drunk right now? Are you stoned in the morning? You got to be no, honest. I'm not stoned. I'm not drunk. I did a juice cleanse yesterday, so I'm mentally clear. But, you know, on Sunday episodes, people want... A little more funny, a little more. I mean, at least that's. I try to deliver on the one-on-one episode something a little more silly and funny, and a little too hot for TV. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Can you handle it? Yeah, I'm. I'm handling it. I'm good. I just. I just <laughs> yeah, I'm handling it. I'm participating. Look, I haven't. I have the edit. I have an, a MacBook with Ableton, and if it if it don't work out, it'll get edited. No, that's true. But yeah, after Bodie and some bubbles, um went over to YSL party didn't get to see Feist that was only for the famous people but um it was a it was a beautiful outdoor party a rare event where the hors d'oeuvres were all delicious wait didn't you were eating you were eating the past hors d'oeuvres well wagyu sliders in a YSL hamburger box Which is the thing, luxury brands. We need to stop doing this, guys. Yeah, I was. That's literally what I was gonna say. I was gonna say, like, all right, the, the hamburger, French fry, martini culture that has been co-opted by luxury fashion. <laughs> we got to stop. Like, let's. Well, like, the martini thing is fine. That seems timeless, and it's sort of flying above that. Sure, but it 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 all, but it all, but it all plays into each other. Like, what is the next thing? Because we've. I don't. I, I don't think they'd all play to each other. I think that martinis have just always been around. I think you're correlating the two because of Sunset Tower menus. I think that what they're trying to do is like a play on the irony of the juxtaposition of a high-end luxury brand with a French fries. Yes, I'm you know? clear on what they're trying to do. I'm clear on what they're trying to do. I don't know. Do. I'm not I'm not I'm not stupid. I just think that it's it's like the after you've seen it done 10 times by 10 different brands, yeah. it's like, all right, guys, like what, what's next? Like, it's almost as if all these brands keep hiring the same agencies of boring dudes who listen to this podcast to do all of this shit. You wish I that like that this is in house. These people are, this is in house people being paid a lot less than they should be to crank out these ideas. And that's mm. why French fries in a box keep coming up. I mean, to be fair, French fries are, are kind of a classic hit, but I guess the, custom box is what we're talking about a finger food it is not you need two hands maybe three if you need ketchup and a and a champagne flute but shout outs to margo at ysl for the invite double shout outs to her boyfriend for telling her that 
she needs to invite us to the uh, to the party. So Margot herself, God bless you, isn't a big fan. But but her, she was told to do that. And it would be good for her. No, I, I mean I don't know if she was a big fan, but she she was basically just like you know my my boyfriend was like you should invite these guys to the party and I, and I did. Was he there? Was the boyfriend there? I don't think so. No. Damn, he didn't even get invited. That's fucked up. <laughs> no, I mean you know I'm sure they're looking at the Excel spreadsheet and they're like, all right. Margot's boyfriend Ron or Jennifer Coolidge. What are we gonna do here? Let's take let's take twenty and figure it out. That's why I'm excited about this award season to be over. Is there's a, a Pedro Pascal and Jennifer Coolidge? I don't ever want to see again. I need a full year break on both of them. Coolidge needs to go back into album mode. She's being trotted around Hollywood a little too much, and she knows it. She knows you it. know it. I know it. We all know it. She knows. Our, it. our friend Jeff was talking. He's like, yeah, I. I Went up to her and I was like, what do you even say to her? You're just like, hey, like, congrats on all of your success this year. Like, awesome to see that happening. And she's just kind of like, yep. You're the 9,000th person to tell me that this hour. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I mean, of course, it, it never gets old to I mean, to do that. But I guess at some point it does go When old. you've been an actor, I mean, she's also been like a working actress for so long, like successfully. You know what I mean? Obviously not this level of fame, but like as a character actor, she's been very successful. So I'm oh, sure it's like. She's been beasting in the underground for, for decades. Years, for decades. But yeah, I mean, we got to take a break. And Pedro Pascal. Legally Blonde. The list goes on. Pedro Pascal is, is at least like very good looking, but when you put him in ugly clothes, it like doesn't help. Like I don't know, he's not Seth Rogen. Like put a T-shirt on that fucking guy. He's a, he's good to go. Yeah. Put a regular suit on. He him. needs a, he needs a new PR person who's who needs to sort of extinguish the zaddy narrative because it's gonna the zaddy snake is going to eat itself at some point where that's all he is now. It's like I'm not even an actor anymore. I'm just like a hunky guy who's 50 years old and i and like 23 year old social media people like point me in a direction and tell me to do stuff and like that is very good to know i am zaddy you know like <laughs> there's nothing there i mean i think he i've never seen him in anything i think he's a pretty good actor people seem to like him um and i think he's got the chops but like i just don't need another this thing where we put crazy clothes on actors and expect everyone, like everyone has to like it and be like, yes, king. Like, I just don't <laughs> like sometimes stuff doesn't look good. It's okay. You, it's yeah, okay. You, it's okay to not slay dressed like a banana. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like, dude, you can just put on like the stuff they're doing to Andrew Garfield is crazy. This award season. And I know why. And like, it's the stylist and it works for fucking Harry Styles. It does not work for Andrew Garfield. Like Andrew Garfield is a good looking, regular straight actor. Put him in a nice suit, Austin Butler style and let him do that. Like he does not need to experiment. I don't want to see a midriff. I don't, that's not, it's not going to work. Okay. So, so Garfield pulls up, out of the Escalade in the line, and Lil Nas X is like, "Damn, bro, you need to chill with your looks. You need to bring <laughs> yeah, it down a couple, bring it down yeah, a couple clicks here, Chief." Yeah, damn, bro, why you got that big ass flower on your shoulder? That shit, <laughs> that's gonna hit your ear. You know what I mean? Like, why are you doing that? Garfield holds up his hand to the camera, and he just wrote, "Please kill me" on on the inside of his palm as he's being. <laughs> Held captive by his Scientological overlords. But I think this really is the thing. I think these these like male actors specifically like feel the pressure to do this because this is the only way to get press now. Mm -hmm. Like this is the only way. Like it's the easiest way to get press. It's not the only way. I mean, tell me another way right now for a male actor. Like if if you have if you're in the conversation because the performance has gotten you here, there's no other way. 
unless you like unless you you know spit on your co-star or get arrested <laughs> like i don't know what else you can do besides wear really ugly clothes and and have people say your daddy or like <laughs> like i just it's so crazy it's like why can't you just look like why can't you just dress not, i don't understand like you can just look good there's no reason to try to push the envelope like that's not your job to me i always believe i come from a generation where being zaddy part of being zaddy means that you never acknowledge that you are zaddy like brad pitt is never going to be paraded out okay. like that you know what i mean so you're, so you're saying being a being yeah being a real zaddy is not ever acknowledging that you're zaddy you can't that's just one that's one chapter in the book of zaddy like it's sort of 101 like as soon as you're like well i guess i am kind of slaying and giving zaddy um <laughs> yes you know, like as soon as you do that my penis goes it's just not i don't know it's like you had you just have to kind of blush and smile and giggle and say thank you and and that's it you know just be a normal they're lead they're leaning in to the point where it becomes it becomes exhausting and it's it's the stylist's fault i mean the stylists are like they want the pre everybody wants the moment which i understand because it obviously gets press it you know in some ways probably there's financial mm -hmm. benefits to it as well but it's also like bro you're gonna look back on this and be like damn i looked fucking crazy <laughs> i looked fucking crazy i broke the internet and it took forever to clean it up imagine winning an oscar and having to look back on that for the rest of your career that's like the famous photo of you <laughs> in some in some like awful outfit that you got my life's work all built into this and i'm wearing this purple and peach valentino mesh tank top <laughs> no, it's, tuxedo it's, it's just crazy it's just cra exactly it's and you're just up there crazy. and you're like couldn't have done it without my a my with my cinematography team, my B team over in uh, the editing suite four. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah dude. fucking bullshit. <laughs> no, honestly, the the idea of thanking the idea of thanking your director for his and, and writing team in like the in the chain mail, <laughs> you know, in like a chain mail midriff with heel. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. I don't know who it's it's for besides the internet. It like this is all for Instagram, and then and then where does it go? You, you know what I mean? It's like no, it's just it's I don't know. I get yeah. You just have to throw it away, Marie Kondo style. This look does not spark joy. For some reason, though, it, with musicians, I I I don't know. I guess I'm just conditioned to accept it more because they perform in a as themselves. You know what I mean? So it's like mm. like Bowie, Mick Jagger. There's like a lot of history of it, but like when you're an actor. I don't really know that much about you because you don't get that's the whole point. You embody these characters and do these things and I I think I have a uh, in my mind I have like a idea of who you are and then I mm -hmm. I don't think who you are is a fashion trendsetter. That's the that's the thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's the thing. No, they're not a fashion like with a musician it's like I've I you know I grew up listening to Dolly Parton and I dreamed about being on the stage here and this is my whole and with actors it's like um I'm a full sociopath and if I don't do this I'll be in jail for cannibalism <laughs> so that's why I'm here. So, um, and my body also looks good. Yeah, so put on a put on a nice, you know, black or navy suit. You know, just you can just look good and normal. There's no reason to try to be your own David Bowie when you were in a movie about like being friends in Ireland. Like you're saying, it's like this isn't like you didn't you didn't play. <laughs> yeah, like but Colin will never do that. Colin's an A class class actor. Colin, no, I mean I was using that as an example, but yeah, Colin looks good. Colin yeah. wears a suit. Like he knows he looks good. It's pretty simple. He's not pushing it too far. Mm -hmm. and I think Austin Butler is the best example because he like 
he doesn't hit it every time, but he's like been in this. He kind of found a look for this award season. I'm sure his team helped him put it together, and he looks pretty good almost every time I see him because mm-hmm. he's not trying to be crazy. There's nothing crazy, but it's also not boring. It's also not boring, which is a hard line to from walk. a from a chef's perspective when you have. A quality ingredient. The exactly. more things you do to it, the the worse it's gonna get. No, that's true. That's why TJ says no soy sauce. I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought it back to the culinary arts because that's something that I can understand. Obviously, it's a great parallel to make. And speaking of sushi, I was I wrote down something. It's more of an aside, but something that we can build off of a character. I don't know, but let me know how this feels. I, I think it's a character. It's the name of a uh, of an Asian drag queen. You ready for it? Mm-hmm. Miso Messi, <laughs> dude, and this is one of the messiest drag queens around. Okay, so what do you think? I'm not bad. <laughs> I mean, not bad. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I would, I, I've heard worse. Um, and I think that the, I mean, how how long ago did this this hit you? Like, how long have you been marinating? It's been fermenting for three days now probably and how do you and you still feel confident about it well i just wanted to sort of put it out into the universe and then okay you know like a message in a bottle and then i'm sure in a few years i'll get the lion's gate call like we're ready to turn this thing (laughs) you know this this is kind of the basis for the show we've got chris katan on board to play (laughs) miso messy I mean, I think that the, I mean, the, look, the drag community. Bo and Yang, if you're listening. The drag community needs their support right now. They're getting, they're getting killed by these bozos. So it's, you know, I mean. I know. It's honestly insane to me that like a, a, a someone would protest a, a drag show, which is truly, and I've only been to, you know, a few in my life, but it, it, it truly is a joyous event. Like there is nothing more. Oh yeah. There's nothing more kind of pure to me than like a drag event mm-hmm. it, it just seems it's just everybody's there to have fun and get fucked up and there's just no ill will whereas most other forms of entertainment where you gather there's something sinister going on hyper hyper religious people are unable to enjoy themselves in a scenario like that where people truly are all welcome and everyone is a good mood yeah it's true and it also it's like hey we're all adults here we kind of police ourselves and respect each other and like if there's an element that's not working We'll take care of it versus just like, I don't like this. I don't get it. I'm going to pull out the AR. Well, I think the thing is, I think that the the popularity of, of the TV of RuPaul's Drag Race has like exposed real normie ass freaks to drag culture. Sure. And that that is like a gift and a curse because it's normalized. And they're it. like, I'm never subscribed. I'm going to cancel my <laughs> subscription to the TLC network. <laughs> I thought this was about learning. <laughs> I don't learn about the good book. I don't want to learn about me so messy. That's not for me. I don't want to learn about that. See, <laughs> man, if I was at a drag show and someone's like, hey guys, I'm me so messy and take my money. I'm flapping my flapping my fan with a vengeance. No, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. More um more Hollywood news here. I got an invite yesterday from our friends at Lionsgate. It's a movie screening for the new John Wick film, Wick 4. Um, John Wick, John Wick number one, great movie, uh, and every other sequel, full dog shit. No pun intended on the dog shit line because this screening is a doggy and owner screening where you are not only allowed to but encouraged to bring your dogs to go sit in a dark movie theater for two hours and just smell piss and shit. Okay, so 
you mentioned what a nightmare. You mentioned this to me, and I was obviously disgusted and offended. Um, mm. but but why like is this is Wick four? Is there like a dog plot or something? Like why? Is well, this? so so basically the whole the the very first John Wick, the whole thing is like basically these bad guys like kidnap his dog or hurt his dog somewhat somehow okay and then the whole reason to justify this blood sport vengeance like killing spree is because bad guy took the doggy and doggies are better than humans now in 2023 so okay it's sort of like you know justice uh justice porn for people who like doggies uh and think that Keanu's hot where is this event gonna take place i think it's a uh noy house so you're so you're saying that you can bring okay so this isn't like an outdoor thing the idea is you can bring dogs inside <laughs> inside a movie theater at a members inside club, a movie theater at a members club yeah. to watch wick four <laughs> what like what what <laughs> like are there like are they making special treats that like look like bombs or something like i don't understand well i mean i'm sure whoever decided to come up with this idea is listening to this podcast right now and i'm sorry but i mean i think the problem with the wick is that they rely heavily on it being a dog murder revenge film. Mm. Uh, and a lot of movies rely on this trope as a way to justify the violence in our overly sensitive world that we live in. We can't just watch a movie where people kill bad guys. You have to killing a human is not good enough to make me want to kill them. You have to kill the doggy, which is really gets my blood boiling. It's just because the only reason why we're making a John Wick 4 is because of dog lovers, you know? The movie's already so been fucked out. You, There's no more fucking cum left in this dong. So are you going to go, are you going to take dogs, or are you just going to go and get some kind of free therapy by petting other dogs? I ain't going, bro. I mean, I saw John Wick 1 in the theater. I was like, okay, this is lit. A lot of, a lot of murder. It's cool. It looks sick. You saw, you saw John Wick 1 in a theater? John Wick 1 was good. And, uh, you know, a proper action movie, you want to see it in the theater. I get the loud, you want to feel the bass like Bergheim? <laughs> no, of you course, know? yeah. Wanna... <laughs> I want to hear those gunshots. I want them to stick with me in my dreams. I want them to be very realistic. No, I guess that's fine. Mm -hmm. I'll say one thing about New York that is refreshing is the dogs are not as prevalent, man. You, you, they're just not around in the same way. I mean, mm -hmm. I love... Yeah, you guys don't have yards. I mean, I love... I still love to see people that think they're cool picking up shit off the street and trying to play that off as if it's like you're wearing a plastic bag as a glove as you like walk down Christie Street. <laughs> and there's nothing there's nothing that makes me feel more superior than knowing that I've never picked dog shit up off the ground and that is something I will die with happily. And I think it's one of the most demeaning things we can do in society. I really do. I'm going to make you pick up shit one day, Chris. Just watch. I mean, first... I'm going to put it on my TikTok. <laughs> for a certain amount of money, I guess I would do anything. But I mean, you know, we, we can... We got to do a cameo. We'll, we'll do a cameo... It's 10 bands, and Chris will pick up one of my dog's shits. <laughs> For 10 bands? Like, BJ Novak will be like, yeah, I'll, I'll drop 10 to see that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, you know, I was with uh, when I was with Maddie last week in Chicago, he was saying his he does um, he does cameos. He's getting 300 large per cameo. Damn. That's pretty good. That's not bad. That's pretty good. To be like, happy birthday? No, he's got to do a lot more than happy birthday. I think, I mean, he's I think. He's got to really deliver. I think some people, I mean, I'm sure he over delivers because that's the kind of guy that he is, but I, you know, I've gotten. People expect a lot from him. That's all. Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, I've gotten a few cameos as gifts and received and given, and usually people over deliver. I will say that. They're usually like better, better than you think they're going to be. Mm -hmm. Me picking up dog shit to launch a how long on TikTok does feel like something that would do well for us. Because mm -hmm. my idea that I was workshopping is me approaching 
guys in Equinox and offering them $100 cash to take off their beanie while they're working out indoors, <laughs> yeah. which I think is a good idea. But I also think that could unfortunately incite some violence towards me um, because the kind of guy that's wearing a beanie at the gym is usually pretty buff and like it says something about their psyche, I think. Or Mark Maron. Or, or they're, you know, I think a lot of guys try to do it as like, I have to keep my hair out of my face. Damn. Wait till these motherfuckers hear about hats. It's going to really fuck them up. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, bro. There's another thing you can cover your head with. It's a lot more normal at the gym. Did you, um, speaking of, did you see there's a tweet? I forgot who wrote it, but like, oh my, OMG, some guy just offered me $100,000 to suck his dick on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this whole thing. I mean, we've been talking about this guy a lot. This This guy who invented the mouse. Is offering people the computer device, not the animal. Yeah, he's he's offering people ten thousand dollars to take their masks off on a flight, and no one does it. And it's partly because uh, I think he's actually asking them, but I think it's like they don't know if this guy actually has bread because he just looks like some kind of like dad. You know, there's no reason to think this guy has yeah, bread. He just looks like a guy who Chris Wallace is about to tell. Him to sit down <laughs> yeah, on a kitchen yeah, yeah, on a yeah, kitchen yeah, island yeah. stool. Yeah. Uh, we need to talk, um, but it's uh, yeah. So I don't think people believe he has the bread, and that's the real issue. But I think if I were to try this at Equinox, I would have the hundred dollar bill, you know, out. Yeah, that's the whole it's thing. A lower. That's the whole thing. You know, if I have a hundred dollar bill out, and I'm like, take it off. Like they're going to take it off. Mm -hmm. You know, it's there, there's no way somebody's saying one thousand percent in my. Yeah, and that's but on, that's a slippery slope because you're kind of two clicks away from asking somebody if you can go take a tour of their apartment on tiktok you know what i mean i'm not willing to i'm not willing to die for it but if i got punched in the face i think that'd make a lot of people happy of course you know? so it might deliver you know it might deliver in a few different take ways one on the chin um, but yeah who who would be sitting on an airplane in first class and some fucking creepy ass dude is like huh, huh. And then you have to like take your headphones off and be like, oh, is there... I don't think he's necessarily creepy. He literally looks like a businessman. He just looks a regular ass guy. I mean, he he looks like... Uh, maybe I've seen too many like Hulu documentaries about people who like uh, manipulate the minds of teens or something like that. But he does have... He looks like he has a little dark side to him just a wee bit I, I and i don't want to slander his good mousy name but i mean he's he, i mean he's definitely got a dark side to him he's offering people money to take off their masks <laughs> just because he thinks they're that they're stupid but let's <laughs> let's say that he's just a regular looking guy like if you're sitting on a plane in first class on delta and a guy's like i'll give you ten thousand and you're just like what do you like why are you talking to me? What's going on here? No, like, no, no. If you take off your mask, I'll give you $10,000. I don't have it on me now, but like at the end of this flight, you and me will go to an ATM. <laughs> yeah. Or you'll go to my bank. Yeah. It's we'll go to much. SVB bank and then I'll deposit or, or I mean, sorry, withdraw. It's a clunk. It's, it's clunky. And they're like, I'm, can I? I'm just trying to watch. Um, I'm trying to watch everything all at once. At all at once, and no, it's it's like, clunky. Can I help you? It's, it's like, clunky. And, and there's I don't. I'm I'm saying it's all bullshit. I don't think it's bullshit. I think it's clunky because I think he has the money, and I think he would actually pay someone because ten thousand dollars is nothing to him. And I think the engagement he would receive on Twitter would really get him off. 
So I do think he's good for it. I think the the premise is too clunky and getting the money, unless you have a sack of cash, it's not, you can't Venmo that. There's a yeah, limit. You got to have the cash. There's a limit. And no one wants like a, an on the record wire transfer for taking off their, <laughs> mat. you know, it's, this is kind of like a tax dodging. Yeah. I don't want uncle Sam to see about any of this stuff. This, uh, okay. We'll try this scenario on for size. Okay. We have some type of tech gold digger. They kind of start figuring out. Where this guy's flying to and from. Why does he mm. keep going to Dallas on Wednesday mornings? Whatever it is. He's got a standing meeting. You make an investment into your future. You buy a first class ticket. You drop 2700 on it. And then you just kind of wiggle around. You put your mask on and you sit next to this guy. And you try to kind of bait him into offering you this i like this and idea. then you're just making money i like you're the, making 10 10 large every week i like this idea i would even double mass see if i can get him up to 20 you know <laughs> like see 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 what the see what this guy's really fucking about yeah i mean you know? i'll start at 20 i'll go down to 17.5 yeah exactly yeah this is just a classic negotiation there's nothing different here no, i think that's it i think that's a good idea i'll start tracking his his flight patterns and then we're gonna hop on and maybe maybe we could kind of be on either side of him you know what I mean, right? And not and and not sh not share that you know. Pretend we don't know each other. <laughs> this is good stuff. It's like we, we, we go to the craps table. You bet on black. I bet on red. Yeah, one of us is going to win. I'm thinking it's more like we're the new Claremont twins and we're taking your Rolex while you sleep. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> what I. That's what I'm feeling like. We're going to do a Jennifer Lopez style <laughs> drugging and robbery exactly. of of exactly. Mr. Mouse Man. Is, that's what I'm feeling. But this has been a big. It's been a big. Mo a big thing this week this like discussion about this but i think that it's um i think it really is the premise is too clunky and that's why he's failing he's not thinking it through from a top-down perspective the whole thing's clunky i think we're gonna need a rewrite we're, we're gonna need a motherfucking come back next year motherfucking rewrite um all right tj uh and and yeah prayers up to all our um founders uh with the svb bank situation um yeah i don't feel i don't feel sorry for you at all <laughs> Um, and thank you to our friends at Bank of America for kind of holding us down for all these years. We, we see you <laughs> in this kind of moment of clarity. We see you, Bank of America, and we love you and your FDIC-insured policies. Mm -hmm. The fact that Silicon Valley Bank also sounds fake like it sounds fake sure. it doesn't sound like a real I guess, <laughs> it doesn't sound like a real bank i guess bank of america doesn't either but it's like that too needs a rewrite but i always thought you know city national is the bank that has been billed to me as the like i got bread bank it's like J jp morgan for personal checking accounts. there's no well there's just no you know there's no atms it's like they they cover the fees anywhere it's like it was always billed to mm -hmm. me as kind of so this this silicon valley bank i obviously wasn't aware of because i don't buy trendy olive oils or you know new new um mushroom gummies or anything <laughs> that they're paying for so i'm just a little i'm not sad to see it but but i think that like i'm watching these people that like, there was like a crazy tweet this morning there was like 15 fucking a tweet thread by this woman talking about how this is affecting her family and her business and then you you look at what her business is and it's like a 600 dollars a month app that lets you like schedule things <laughs> you know it's just it's just like it's just like i think i think that the reckoning of like the 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 reality of that we don't a month. need anything any of this stuff that people got all this money for almost all of it we don't need and i think that this is just another kind of domino in that in that kind of thinking the stuff know? that we don't need that, that i think that really hits at home i mean it's it's not that it, the stuff isn't cool or sometimes useful etc but we don't need it 
Like we don't. No, there's don't cool and it. useful. We don't need it at all. You know, I, I don't. I don't need any of this stuff. So I think it's. Um, I think it's an interesting thing to watch these people. I mean, people are like dunking, like yeah, all those fucking guys in vests and all birds, and it's like relax, mm-hmm. like. That's not what it's about. It's more about like, does this mean that I will be free from millennial graphic design kind of <laughs> re redoing products that we already have and are fine? Like, is that is that because if that's a world I want to live in, I don't know about you, Jason. We want to make sure that these uh, in-house and freelance graphic designers are unable to pay their mortgage this month. That is sort of our key hero goal. <laughs> no, I. I we still we still need a lot of design. I just don't need, you know, a $30 box of dates that looks like a fucking Nike commercial. You know, it's like I I just don't, yeah. you know. Just and I'll, yeah, if you need to you know, scrape a couple pennies together, make rent this month. You got a brand new uh M2 MacBook Pro. I'm in the market. I don't want to I don't want to go refurb. We can talk deals. Okay. So if you <laughs> uh if we're if we're liquidating if, any stock. If the SVB bank closure affected you and your career and you need to unload some tech stuff, yeah. hit Jason direct. He's willing to make a deal kind of off the record um mm-hmm. so that your employer doesn't know. As long as you can wipe the machine, we'll be fine. It's basically a write off for you. <laughs> Everything's basically a write off. Yeah. My new MacBook Pro is a uh, is a tax haven is the i didn't know you were in the market for a new computer i thought you just got one no nah, mine's mine's a couple years old but honestly the the fact that it doesn't have like like ports on it like usb ports and and like sd card slots and everything like that oh, it just kills yeah, me every yeah, time yeah, to like yeah, pull yeah, out the annoying. dongle no fuck every fucking day fuck dongles bro that's the worst um all right how long gone fuck dongles um thank you for listening yeah, to i our, don't want to dangle no more thank you for listening to our podcast um happy birthday nomi actually nomi for her birthday is taking me to see john Mayer solo at msg on wednesday so expect a full report from that later this week damn bro Mayer selling out msg to play him and an acoustic guitar i want to see the pnl on this shit <laughs> that's the, i mean that is the, the profit i can't even it makes me sick how good it is hopefully you're taking nomi out to a nice dinner before to thank her that's that's funny i actually am yes the reservation is made we're all set to go so it's going to be it's going to be as as nomi says a big night you know it's going to be it's going to be what a night you and johnny what a night could you imagine if Chris Black and I went to go see John Mayer live acoustic at the garden? <laughs> all of a sudden. Can you imagine? Can you imagine all of a sudden? <laughs> what if all of a sudden Chris Black and I went to see John Mayer play solo acoustic at, at Madison Square Garden? I have a reservation 745 under Black. Oh, shit. Right this way, sir. Well, have you ever dined at Miso Messi before? It's a hand rolls concept. <laughs> Miso Messi could be a great hand rolls concept or a, a drag race contestant. It's I, I just think that now that we've got it out there and you own that, I think that the licensing opportunities... It's a West Hollywood ramen. Yeah. Izakaya. The the the, uh, the opportunities are truly endless, is, mm-hmm. is what I would say. If any, um, any developers, founders out there... Whose money is accessible, <laughs> yeah, and you want to need new ideas? Yeah, you want to get out on the <laughs> runway with me? I'm cleared for takeoff. Um, all right. Well, thank you uh, for listening to How Long Gone. Um, it's another beautiful Sunday. Let's go enjoy it, Jason, and I will um, talk. We'll talk to you guys uh, next week um, with more podcasts. And good luck to all the nominees tonight. Yeah, good luck to all the nominees tonight, and good luck to all the fellas. And, and let's hope you put on a regular suit. And just look nice. Avril, come on the pod. See how long I want to see how long it is. Soft and hard. Take me somewhere new. I don't know who you are.